Hey folks, welcome back to DC Three Cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince, and we are here to talk about uh, a comic being released on January tenth, twenty twenty three, and that comic is Lazarus Planet Alpha Number One, written by Mark Wade, illustrated by Ricardo Federici. Before we dive into this issue in particular, I just want to sort of set a baseline here for what our expectations are for Lazarus Planet. We 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 haven't talked about this on the show specifically, but you know when these things get announced a lot of times like what was the one a couple of years ago the winter one oh endless uh, winter endless, endless winter, winter. We, we we tend to throw that out there as like an example of like an event that has no real purpose to it right there's just just a filler event to, to carry through there's that and then there are the events that set the stage for big things etc cetera, etc cetera. And I think that if you listen to what DC is saying, this is supposed to be the latter. This is supposed to set the stage for the dawn of DC, the big event for next year. But I'm curious after reading this first issue, if you guys agree with that or if you feel that that's just PR hype and this is more of the former than the latter. Interesting. You should ask that. (laughs) Because Um, I go ahead. No, go ahead, Vince. I have been thinking of this in my mind as an endless winter that has a writer that I'm much more invested in. Wait, you weren't into Ron Mars and someone? I forget, I forget <laughs> who co-wrote Endless Winter DC. Uh, with DC, let's say, hang on. Uh, yeah, Andy Lanning. Andy, Andy Lanning, Lanning and Ron Mars. Andy Lanning, the great Andy Lanning. Um, yeah. No, I, I have been thinking of it that way. I've said as much on the show. Um, I... Now, that's a little bit unfair because I do think this is going to end up being more important than Endless Winter was. But, but my justification for comparing it to that is that I still think knowing what we know about it and knowing that it's somehow sandwiched between issues of uh, Batman versus Robin, Uh it's... I do not think it is the line-wide mover and shaker that it necessarily is being marketed as. And you know what? I think that's okay. I'm not I'm not going to knock it for not being that. But I think I think there's going to be a thing here and there that might spin off into the into the the greater DCU, but I feel like I feel like as far as dawn of DC goes, a lot of the like teaser images and things that we've seen associated with that banner are not really in here um, and are not going to be. This to me just feels like a continuation of the Mark Wade meta narrative that, that was born at DC recently. It's just continuing that. And uh, that is going to spill into the, whatever the final issue of uh, Batman versus Robin is. And then whatever, probably whatever he does next but not necessarily what everyone is doing next does that make sense sure i think that like i think like the things in in lazarus planet will like matter to a degree and like some of the books moving forward like we know like stuff with power girl here is going to play into the backups that um that uh leah leah williams yeah is doing Mm -hmm. in action comics or whatever Mm -hmm. um and like 
some of the characters that are featured are going to be in other things and like maybe you know that things from Lazarus Planet for that specific character will get mentioned but there aren't a lot of it doesn't seem like this series is focusing on a lot of heavy hitters other than like John and it's most it's mostly like a lot of Batman of course ba- obviously Batman yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but a lot of stuff that that stuff will clearly feed into Batman the end of Batman versus Robin and then you know whatever else Wade is doing with them um, probably not so much, you know, like Chip Zdarsky's Batman or, or tech. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that like, I mean, endless winter, I think was never really billed as like an important story. I think from the get go, like they knew they never even really tried to, to trick us into that. And, and mm-hmm. I think, I think Lazarus planet is, you know it's air quotes important in so much as it is a like big name writer it's part of a big series and and i I think it it is clearly in continuity and will have some lasting effects moving forward but i don't i don't get the impression that there will be a lot of big lasting effects i think we could maybe get like one or two books spinning out of this maybe that haven't been announced yet you know like we'll talk about it after you know in the issue but like I, we could get a shadow packed book or something you know like i, I can yeah. see that sure yeah i, I, I think actually, you're right oh, oh sorry let's go, go ahead no i go. was just, just one last thing i was gonna say zach i think you're right in as much as some of the characters we know that they're focusing on like that we've seen teased um I do think they're going to get their own stories and books. You specifically mentioned Power Girl, which we know is getting a uh, a backup in the Superman stuff. But what I will say is, what I will say is, I think I think it's going to be more like this is a, a way to pump them up before their own series than it is going to have any actual meaningful effect on their characters. You know what I mean? Like. Yes, the, po- the Power Girl story that follows this, I would be sub- it would it will maybe make the most cursory mention of the la- events of Lazarus Planet. I feel like it's going to do its own thing from there. I could be wrong. That's just that that's the feeling that I get. I wasn't going to say impression there because we all know what happens. <laughs> um, the the feeling that I get from this is that any of these characters that are that it's almost like a like a like a wrestling organization trying to get a couple characters over, you know, and then, then we're going to get series featuring these characters, but they really don't have anything to do with Lazarus planet. Um, Brian, yeah, sorry, I, mean, go ahead. I, I think, I think that like, I think I maybe think that it's going to be a little like, I think whatever the status quo for these characters move coming out of Lazarus planet will be like what, like, like I, th- I think that like the Power Girl one specifically, since that's like the only one we know about. I'm, I'm sure that like whatever the status quo for Power Girl coming out of Lazarus Planet is will be explicitly referenced in that book. Like, and I, I don't, I, I almost, I don't think we would have a Power Girl backup if it weren't for the Lazarus Planet story. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was going to say. 
I feel like part of this is DC went to their stable of writers and said, okay, you know, let's figure out who's going to do this book after this. It set up the line and it said, okay, what needs to happen to get the character from the end of the run it's on right now to the beginning of your run? And Lazarus Planet is the really elegant solution to that. So, like, for instance, if Joshua Williamson said, um, well, you know, Roy Harper needs to grow a third arm. Well, then you can have the Lazarus resin rain on him. And now he has a third arm. Right. So, like, I, I feel like it is a sure. it is a tool that is being used to get people where to get to get characters where they're needed for the next uh, for the next writer artist team to take them places. In addition to furthering, like Vincey said, the uh, sort of the Mark Wade meta narrative that's been building since Wade came back. Um, yeah. I, I also kind of think that what we're going to see is, you know, we have this alpha issue. There's going to be an Omega issue. Mm -hmm. I think the stuff in between, it's going to be real hit or miss. That's my guess now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that that's, that's, that's a fairly accurate statement. Um, I have not looked at it yet, but we do have the next issue in our, our box of reviews here. Oh, I haven't, I haven't looked at it either. So I, I will be very interested to see how that goes. I think like so many of these type of events, it's going to come down to the creative team on the specific issues. And I don't even know if there are, multiple i believe there's multiple stories per issue mm -hmm. yeah so true. so it might even be like you know this story is fun this part is not or whatever you know um yeah i'm just paging through it now it looks like oh, there just are, kidding i did look at this yeah i just already forgot it looks like there are a number of stories you know in each issue and we'll see sort of if how these play out Hello, denizens of Earth 1218. We are the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice-monthly podcast. I'm Jaina. And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. Let's get to this issue in particular. So Vince and I had talked on a show when Zach was not on. We talked sort of before the show about how we both forgot that this was a Federici illustrated issue and then opened it up and sort of instantly groaned. Um, Zach, I know you are the biggest Federici enjoyer of the three of us. Let's start with the art here. What did you think of the art of this issue? I didn't like it. Yeah. Th thought it was not good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like Federici on some of those war world issues because I thought it worked for that setting, you know, sure. Uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson had previously worked with Federici on that, that, you know, fantasy, uh whatever it was called that um you there's know, that no way series. to know what it was called yeah. yeah no way of knowing um and that was like a really good fit you know I, I think he really does that kind of 
you know, like medieval fantasy thing really well and carrying that into World World kind of made sense for what it was. Um, but it does not make sense in like a just a general cape comic book, not like at all. And 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 it it made this such a slog to read for me. I really didn't like it. Yeah, it's this this issue is one of the things that I can point to. Uh, there was a commenter many, many moons ago on Multiversity who tried to take a reviewer to task for focusing so much on the art mm-hmm. um, and said, like, I don't care about the art. The comic is there to tell the story of these characters, which I could not disagree more with. But um, but I feel like if you gave this script to five artists and Federici was one of them. I can't imagine having a similar reading experience with someone else's art on this because this art just completely sets this book in mud. I mean, I that the word I could come back to in reading this was this feels like a book in slow motion. And that's not because of the script, although I think that the script is not the best thing Wade's ever written. It just feels like Federici's art has no has no movement to it, has no forward motion to it. It is just this like painterly posed stuff that reads like a slog. And no matter how cool the combination of characters are, and like, fuck, man, I have wanted Blue Devil and Mary Marvel and Power Girl. And like th- these are some of my favorite characters I love seeing in these type of books. And so much of this issue. I mean, even there's there's this great reveal where Batman opens a door and Poison Ivy and Swamp Thing are fighting Neja, and that should be an awesome moment. But even that moment is undercut by the art. It just, I know that there are pages and panels that can visually look very nice in this because Federici is a talented draftsman. There's a scene in particular with where Black Alice is talking to. Um, uh, monkey prints and there's some there's some panels in there that are really well constructed and, and look really nice but if the art is supposed to be doing anything with people moving around any sort of action sequence it just drags so heavily it makes it really really hard to enjoy so yeah i mean i agree with you zach and vince i can't i can't imagine you're gonna disagree too much with what we said no not at all uh and i think i think not only that but the coloring has a lot to do with it too um not that again, not that the coloring is bad. Like it's so funny because coloring by Brad Anderson, by the way. Yeah. Um who's a colorist I generally really like. Yeah. I want to say. Um I, I think it's just it's the way that it's the way that the colors and, and Federici's art come together to make this very drab final product. Everything has this obviously it's 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 Lazarus rain. It's everything's supposed to look green, but everything, no matter the setting has this like drab green tone to it across the board and all the other colors are muted. So if there are ever any reds or purples, they're scant or they're muted. And it just, it again, I just don't like the way it looks. Um, And, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Federici as a sequential artist, that's a taste thing. I know. Um, I think in general though, like in comics, this art is just not for me. If I ever, I mean, I don't even love it as like a, a pinup 
type thing either. But I think that's when it's most effective. Like certainly uh, Federici can do uh, an arresting and, and interesting pinup style art. Actually, sure. there's one there's one page, the page where um, Bruce is is kind of possessed by Nezha. Um when when like the smoke comes into his nostrils or whatever and then yeah and then on the next page he's like I'm somebody stop ever. me yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great yeah he is he is he's the mask yeah. um uh that page looks really good and goofy on its own i could see that as like a a, a fun cover or a fun pinup or something again not totally my taste not my like favorite thing in the world but but it's effective at what it's trying to do, but it's a single image. And, and that's just what the art is best at. Um, yeah, you guys are right. Whenever there's any action, it it's, it just feels kind of weightless to me. Um, the, there is no illusion of speed or movement to any of this. When, when Kara's flying around with uh blue devil in tow, anytime Mary Marvel does anything, it just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't work for me. It never has. Um, this is no different. I don't. I don't think that'll ever change for me. Um, it it also doesn't help that not a ton happens in this issue. I hate. I feel like we say that a lot, but like this is another one of those stories. That, I mean, I guess alpha alpha issues are kind of notorious for doing this now where you already know what the premise is yep. and all the alpha story does is take you to the final page that kind of explains the premise or, or leaves you with what the premise is, you know um, that's not exactly what happens here, but that's basically what is accomplished over the first 26 uh, pages. What, you know, the first 26 is the, the, the Wade Federici story. And then there's a, then there's back matter, but, or a backup story, but um, really not much is accomplished here. They bring back the, uh, they bring all the magical characters from the DCU into, into one place. And I guess that that's something of a reveal, but again, like many of these characters didn't feel like they were gone, you know? <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? Like you see Tim Hunter there. We haven't seen him in a while. But, you know, it's not like it's not like this is returning characters who were really missing. They were just all uh, recessed within Dr. Fate's helmet. Right. Or some right. shit like that. Yes. <laughs> it's, you know, other than that uh, and that goofy image of Batman, like, really, this is all uh preamble for stuff that we we already knew was happening and i guess that that's the folly of having solicits available two months in advance you know and I, it's just unfortunate but you know that mixed with the art and the lack of surprise it just it just made for a a story that i'm not all excited for especially knowing that it's it's weirdly sandwiched between two issues of this mark wade event book it almost makes me just wish we'd get on to the next thing. <laughs> it is, and it is almost like just another issue of Batman versus Robin, but like not as good looking. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, it, it like really this, is. This could have been the next issue of Batman versus Robin. Yes, it picks up immediately after whatever the last issue was of yeah, yeah. 
of BVR, Batman yeah. very Robin. Batman very Robin. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you know, I I really want to like this because I think that this is if we're going to get like these weird um little mini events that pass the time between other things i think this is a pretty fun idea for that like making the you know the the lazarus rain and all that sure this this can all be fun i can get behind all of this it like you said just not a lot happens in this issue not a lot tends to happen in all these alpha and we talked about this like this is one of the reasons that we're not talking about um the one minute war just yet because it feels like there's going to be others. It, it, th- that conversation is better served when we have more to talk about. Um, but this feels like an issue we should have talked about, right? This is Lazarus Planet Alpha. This seems like a very big deal. But really, I would say that maybe Batman be- turning into the mask is one thing that's inter- that's new. Like you said, Vince, maybe the return of the magic characters, and specifically like who they are who they're counting as a magic character, like having Alan Scott as one of those magic characters is kind of interesting. Like yeah, there, there's a couple yeah, of ideas cool. there that are, you know, I guess a little bit new, but for the most part, this just feels very, very rote, very paint by numbers. And that's a shame. Um, I will extend that to the back matter, which is uh, by Gene Nguyen Yang and Billy Tan. Uh, and it's a monkey prince backup that is essentially just the origin story of King Firebull and Neja. And I, I, I guess this shines this shine some new light on these characters, but I certainly didn't need any of this to 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 appreciate the story. I'm I'm sure this is for the benefit of people who are not reading Monkey Prince or who have never read an issue of monkey prince before this mm-hmm. um but did you guys get anything uh out of this particularly i found i found this immensely confusing as i was reading it because so so like i have not been keeping up with monkey prince i'll say that like up up front but the but you know the, the story follows a version of Neja that if you've just been reading like world's finest um and batman versus robin is is not the one we've seen and then there are like flashbacks to him as the demon and so and like him going into the lazarus pits and so then i I thought like oh is this like in the future and this is like because at first i thought okay this is in the past and this is the old monkey king but then i thought oh maybe this is in the future and this is monkey prince who has become monkey king but then you realize no no this is in the past um, and this is like Neja is beca- going to become a demon again, and we find out how you know the King Fireball becomes his son, and it it, it was just a very confusing ten pages for me. I think it, it was very if it was meant to um provide information to people who aren't reading Monkey Prince, it it kind of does, but in a very clumsy way. I think. Yeah, it's just it's just I'm 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 disappointed with this first issue and I I wish I had better things to say because I was excited about it. But Vince, did the backup do anything for you? 
Uh, well, I liked it more than the first 26 pages of this. Um, I didn't have any problems of understanding the timeline of it or anything like that. I, I didn't, I didn't think it was anything special. I, and I agree with you, Brian, I, I didn't need this, but, but I thought it was kind of fun. It reminded me of like some avatar, the last airbender shit. Kind of. Um, it is, that. it is that. Yeah, it is. It is that that's, that's, it's the fire, uh, a fire tribe, yeah, whatever he, they're he's, called. He's he uh Neja Zuko. is like Zuko, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Danny and, Zuko? Is this Danny Greece? Zuko, yes. I mean for something that you would understand, Brian, yes, it's also Danny Zuko. Okay. Um, no, uh, and then Will the girls cream for Monkey Prince. Oh, geez. Geez, this is a family show. Um the life uh, of Greece. I know it is. I know it is. Uh it's it's dirty. Um also, uh, Chi Chi's dad from Dragon Ball Z is in it, or from Dragon Ball is uh-huh. in this, so that was fun too. Um, that that would be the King King Bull, King Fire Bull, King Bull Demon, King Bull Demon. Uh-huh. That'll be your I bull. Mean... It's gotta be your bull. <laughs> I have to keep up however I can, you guys. I know, I know, right, right, right. And then, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's fun. Then you see like what the son is, what the son of of King Bull Demon is going to become. Um, which is King Fireball, and yeah, I don't know. I like you said, Brian, not needed, but I definitely enjoyed this more than the first part, even though it's got basically nothing to do with the events of Lazarus Planet, other than to explain who King Fireball is, which you did not need. Um, <laughs> I I enjoyed it for what it was, and the art looked good. I think. I think the the Billy Tan it was Billy Tan, right? Yes. Um, I thought the art was very fitting for the subject matter, and uh, especially those historical pages um, where you see uh, like Neza murdering his father, and then some some of that other stuff, like him in the Lazarus Pit. Those panels look really great. I I would love to read an entire. Uh, <clears throat> Nezha comic that looks like that really oh, but you, you say that but also the thing that i've most taken away from this and and batman versus robin is that i don't i i'm so tired of Neza. Neza. i, I don't oh, really? care about okay. him i like i want him and and prince king fireball to to go away i i don't like them <laughs> interesting because i think i argue with zach on this see and that's the that's the thought that I felt like I would have because, well, that hap- doesn't that happen with every new uh, character with us? Maybe. Like, yeah, Maybe, it basically, yeah, it basically does. Anytime there's a new character, we go, ah, I'm sick of this. Just like Punchline, just like. No, I've always liked Punchline. <laughs> <laughs> you, you horn dog. Yeah. Um, just like, uh, just like uh, the bat, the Batman who laughs. Like we, well, we yeah, didn't... but that's a bad character. Like, but, the... <laughs> but just listen, we didn't hate. The Batman who laughs immediately. Mm. No, we didn't. Go back and listen. We did not. I don't think we liked him, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. <clears throat> I I expected to feel the way that you guys did, and I Nezha has not worn out his welcome yet with me. So I'll just leave it at that. It's just a it's just a disagreement. But um, I, I definitely thought I was going to feel that way, and and I I'm not yet. So. Yeah. 
Um, I, I figure we will probably continue to talk about this event weekly until we get really tired of it. <laughs> and then we'll see what happens. Well, it, dep- but, it depends. You know, we're at the mercy of Zach now. He can he can just chop this right off the block if he wants. I could. He's no, he's got the power. I don't have any power. Yes, yes, yes. You no, wield the. No, I don't. No, I don't. The, yeah. I don't have any power. You're at the steering wheel of this show now. I don't think that's true. It's the only way to keep you around. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, we're going to do a little segment at the end of each of these shows where uh, if any of us read anything else this week, we want to talk about uh, here's that have to do it uh, pre-show. We talked neither Zach nor Vince for anything else from this week, but I read the second issue of Danger Street by uh, your friend and mine, uh, Tom King and Jorge Fornes. And um, I consider to be impressed with how King is weaving together all of these disparate characters into a story that actually feels relatively cohesive. This one, I think maybe feels a little bit more disjointed than the first issue does in terms of how this all fits together. But I'm going to say something here. That's going to possibly shock the boys. I'm kind of getting 52 vibes from this. Oh no. (laughs) Just in the sense of like in 52, there are those like five or six stories that are happening that don't always feel connected, but then at times they 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 do connect, and it seems like um it, it seems like you know oh I see what they were building towards here. So obviously this is the this is a very very different um type of story, but I do sort of get that like big uh big you know intricate world building story from this, and this is easily my favorite Tom King thing along with. Along with Human Target, so this has been you know a, a pretty good year for Tom King and me. Um, but I mean, I am enjoying this immensely thus far. The Tom King and I, you mean? <laughs> yes, the Tom King and I. But that that is my new one man show coming to Broadway this this fall. Brian uh, playing the character of Topsy, and <laughs> I'm playing Rum Tum Tugger in a production of Cats. Brian gets immediately canceled for an insensitive portrayal. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Um, well, Vincey, what comes out next week for us? On the oh, damn it! We're s- we're still doing that. <laughs> yes, we're still. Doing I thought I thought in our new format we're. Uh... No, I'm just kidding. Um, Batgirls number fourteen, Batman Fortress number eight, uh, Batman One Bad Day, Bane number one. I cannot believe that's still going. Batman Superman World's Finest number eleven, Black Adam seven. Fables 157, GCPD, The Blue Wall 4, Lazarus Planet Assault on Krypton, number one, Monkey Prince 10, Nightwing 100, Stargirl, The Lost Children, number three, The Flash 791, The New Champion of Shazam 4, and Titans United Blood Pack, number five. Well, until we get to talk about those books, you can find two-thirds of us on Twitter. I am at Brian Needs an App. And I am at uh, what? Where am I? At Wilk of Z, the Wilk of Z. That's what it is. If you need to find Vince, he is making mouth-watering <laughs> Asian dishes. That's right. And the, uh, the Weeb of Z, more like it. More yeah. like it. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. It's amazing how many people care about the history of Middle Earth and how few talk about history of Middle East.
Yeah, you're right. 